0: Welcome back to the drop-in everyone,
1: it's Tanya here and I'm Agatha and today we're talking about facilitating and what we've learned along the way. So let's drop in. So this one has been dropped in from Tanya just after her own experience of hosting a recent workshop. Yeah. So i'll hand the mic over to her to kick it off
0: <laughs> yeah it's just interesting to notice kind of the things that came up every time i run an event what i learned from it and how i'm like even in the process of running this workshop which was a collaboration and the first time i've collaborated with this person um at my um, water event with an acupuncturist and um just interesting just noticing as you're in it holding the space everything that you're like oh this could be better or i would refine here or how can i like all the things that you're managing at the time to make sure that the people get the experience that you intended for them to get and that you've given them everything they need to be able to have that experience before the event like even before you've thought of it preparing it selling it giving it to them being there with them the come down after the vulnerability hangover and even just noticing for um my friend who I collaborated with the acupuncturist just what was coming up for her for her first time facilitating an event um and the things that I was like oh yeah these used to be big big stories for me um and that I would tell myself and how I've gotten better at managing these over time as well
1: yeah so we just were so like "Letting
0: yeah we're like, let's talk about what makes a good facilitator, what we've learned, what comes up and um, to share a few insights.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I think I'd like to start from the creation mm, point at the beginning. That feels yeah. like a, a good starting point. So before we jumped on, we were kind of talking about how um, when you come up with an idea for you know, said event, whatever it might be, or workshop or retreat or whatever it is, online Um, portal, like (laughs) one-on-one offering, like anything. Yeah. It needs to come from a place of desire and it almost needs like, it doesn't, it's not that it needs to, but it, often feels easier when it does <laughs> and perform <laughs> um, better <laughs> yeah. yeah and also like when you're delivering it like it just feels more natural yeah. um, and you have had the vision from the very beginning of yeah. what it should be mm-hmm. rather than kind of like making a circle fit into a square kind of vibe yeah. um being like, like, like oh
0: so it's like kind of, I think what you're saying is like, oh, over there, I can see they're doing that. Oh, they've got an online membership. Oh, they're running a retreat. Oh, they're running a thing focusing on this topic. I can do that. I should do that. Let's create from that yeah. place. Used to this just intuitive desire, knowing that just comes through of like, this is what I want to put out in the world.
1: Yeah. You know? In this moment, this is something yeah. I want to offer. Yeah. Um, and you kind of touched on this when we caught up earlier this week as well around like, oh, people are really excited to already do the spring edition of the the winter version of what I just offered. And you were like, I just don't know if the desire is there yet, but it might come up. And then mm. that's when I will kind of plug things into place. Mm. Um, and I think that's really wonderful to notice because we can kind of get caught up in that oh people want this so I'm just going to have to do it um whereas it should come from you wanting to do it versus mm. the other way around um yeah and like, every time I find fa- I've found like anytime someone's been like when are you going to offer this or when are you going to do this again and then sometimes I have and it might sell out even or whatever, but then I'm just so depleted from it because mm. I've had to give way more than I, like the desire just wasn't holding me as It well. wasn't like that fire within you, like holding. Yeah. It, yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I also think as well, like that's so valid and we need to create for us. We need to create for ourselves. We cannot go out there with our own businesses creating for others, creating what we think people want or what we think people need or what we think we should do. Like we really need to create for ourselves. And so I think um, it's so important what you're saying, Agatha, about like listening to hearing people's insights and being like, yeah, that's great, but like if I don't want to do that, I'm not going to do that because it's my business and I need to hold it and manage it and sell it and do all the, like, the whole process yeah. with it.
1: Um, I need to believe yeah. in it Yeah, you it need to believe in it And show up for
0: it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I think it's just such a good lesson to that I learned a little while ago is, like, create for me. Create for me, mm. don't create for others or trying to please yeah. others.
1: Yeah, and I think that's yeah. also come from, like, not creating for me as well. Yeah. Well <laughs> like that's it. also having that extendance yeah. Of, yeah. of like, oh this is what people have asked for. Like let's try it out. And then it works, but it doesn't fill the void. Yeah. Of, and I do you know, think,
0: yeah. I do think what has like I'm still refining this process myself, but what has helped me um kind of filter through that a little bit is Getting clear on desire and what is desire and what is desire-led business and how does it feel in the body and having more of an understanding around that and trusting that actually desire is like a knowing from God. It's like something that just comes through you that is this higher higher intelligence and wisdom that is so pure and potent. And anything that's coming through from that place, God, higher intelligence, universe, whatever the fuck you want to call it, is like only going to serve the highest good right and so if we trust that that's what's coming through and that's what I want to offer and this is the price point that feels correct to do it and the way it feels correct to do it that is always going to be at a a, that high vibration you know and serve people in the way it needs to serve people because it's coming from a higher place it's coming from sure you know and so when I think of when I learn how to think of desire like this in um from Helen Wilkes, my mentor, I was just like, oh, it just puts a trust. It's almost like this is beyond me, you know, Yeah, and it's like less attachment to this thing. And it's like this this is so important because this is coming from above and I think it's like so too put out in the world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so important, but it's something that we've often talked about, about not being able to hear the desire mm, exactly. and not being able to like filter through based on like comparison or you know others requests or whatever it is that kind of shadows that desire um and so yeah I I can definitely relate to that um kind of almost sifting through based Mm. on like all the other noise that can kind of cancel out your own desire um and it's interesting, as you were kind of speaking about that, I've been doing a yoga nidra training almost for the last five months. And I know that I want to offer it like once I finish, but I, I also want to kind of honor that I've been in this container um, and finish that before I get to that point of mm. offering anything. And that's something that I know is really important for me. But even through that, I've had so many like ideas and yeah, just really clear understanding of what that offering is going to be. Mm. Um, and to the point where like one day I came out of a, a yoga nidra and I was like, okay, that's the artwork, this is the name. like mm. this is how much it's gonna cost. And like I did it all on Canva in like 20 minutes, like amazing. <laughs> And that is what it should feel like, like that kind Mm. of oomph, that rush to just be like, I want to put this out in the world. I know that this this has come from that place rather than, uh, you know, the scrolling or whatever we've touched on already. (laughs) Yeah, that was really nice. Um, So, yeah,
0: it's like we get this idea, we get this desire for a creation or an offering or an event, and then we have to start doing something with it (laughs) that's the next yeah Yeah, that's the next step um
1: where do you want to go um I don't know I think there's a few parts here where we're kind of like trying to talk about from beginning to end of all this facilitating and I think obviously that creation piece is really key and then there's a bit more of the admin side, I guess, yeah. um, that comes through it. But maybe we can just jump to um, the actual facilitating and then sprinkle in the admin stuff. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to go. It's not a step by step. Yeah, I think before, as you're kind of
0: going from creation to the event, you're getting really clear on like, what is it that I'm delivering? Like, what? um. What am I giving? What are people going to get? And then that helps shape, like, you get clear on what are my themes, what are my threads, what's my intention? And then that shapes kind of what you deliver. And then mm. there's also the managing, like, making sure people are getting the information they need before the event so that they can arrive and show up with everything that they need to be there fully present. And
1: yeah. then, and oh, yeah. you were just saying before we jumped on as well around like there's something to be said about planning yeah. um, and just kind of like, yeah, being clear about what it is that you want to deliver. Um, and I think there have been instances where I've been to events or, you know, um, have even offered certain things where I've tried to over deliver or I've tried to give too much um, mm-hmm. in this I think coming from a place of fear rather than anything Mm. of like people won't get enough value out of this or people Mm. won't understand everything. And I think sometimes what I've understood over time is that you have to step into the role of a teacher and kind of believe that and trust that even if there might be another teacher in the room, you have something to offer that maybe it's just one thing that they walk away with that then they can implement in their own life as well yeah yeah that's Um, really valid this sense of like less can be more and clarity on
0: what it is you want people to either feel or walk away with or experience or take home like it's like what 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 are we giving and then yeah it's like
1: setting like an an intention for yourself For, for yourself. Yeah. For this event, workshop, etc. Um, yeah. So I think this idea of less is more and also planning is really mm. crucial. Um, but yeah, just being really clear and in your conviction as well, yeah, I think of what you have to offer because it might be really simple. It might seem really simple to you, but it could be like really groundbreaking stuff for the person who shows up or it could be really life-changing or spark something in someone and I think that's the job right (laughs) yeah yeah and then I think it's like trusting that this has come through
0: me I've wanted to offer this like trust that as well Mm -hmm. there is a trust in that and I do think like stepping into the role of leader of teacher of you know, I am here to guide the room and to offer something. And they have chosen to show up because they want a, a taste of that and a part of that. Um yeah. there's a lot of like inner work required around all of the, holding all of that.
1: Um, um for sure. But and I think sometimes you have to like jump in. Yes. In order to kind of like to just be like, okay, I'm just gonna do this. Like I haven't done this before, but I'm just gonna do it because there's something there. And you might not get it like a hundred percent right the first time, but then you build and you learn and you evolve into what the next iteration of your offering could be. You learn so much by just getting in the room
0: and bloody doing it, you know, and going through the process, (laughs) like you learn everything. Um, And I think once we get into, it's important as well, like just to be embodying what we're teaching to be really embodied in what we're teaching um Mm. just as a little
1: a little aside
0: but that's a whole topic in itself yeah
1: yeah which I think was kind of what I was getting at with like
0: Mm. wanting to
1: finish the container of my yoga nidra training like I I know I could offer yoga nidra right now but I also want to honor that I'm still moving through this container and every time I show up to a session there's like a little piece of me that like grows a little bit more Mm. um and so yeah there is this quality of embodying something before it's ripe for Mm. for sharing yeah um and like
0: the thing I love how you've the idea has come through and it's like the idea is building and forming but it's not go time yet and so listening for that go can be like quite interesting too yeah 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 sure um I think when we do have an event, like for me, I have had events where I've had to rush, bump in and set up. And then I've had events where I've had a long languid, you know, enough time for set up. And that changes for me, how I feel. People don't, I think, feel it. I've not, I never had a participant feel it. But for me personally, inside myself, I feel like like a different woman holding that space and holding that room mm. in how regulated I feel, how settled I am. And this, the the amount of like my ability to manage the energy in the room and not take it all on and like filter it yeah. out and stuff. I um, think whereas if I'm also- like rushing set up and then that just rush just bleeds into the event. And then my whole nervous system is just already like in overdrive.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, like if you're rushing at the beginning it's almost like it, as you said like it doesn't usually show up in yeah. the in the kind of offering but it's like that it makes the come down so much so harder hard. <laughs> and so much recovery required yeah like yeah, yeah
0: for yeah. our little projector selves exactly like it's, a <laughs> it's a lot
1: it's
0: a lot yeah so, but then and aggie and i have collaborated on in-person and online events before as well and i remember the first event we ever did together in person had that rushing setup and then at the end we were exhort like it went fucking fantastically. But there was yeah. that, a lot of recovery and big come down after. Whereas then we learn a lot from that. And then the events to follow were really chill and mellow yeah. and settled and grounded. Because like, okay, this was the learning. Let's implement. And then boom. It was like, yeah. right. Um, so that was really cool. And I think as well. Like I've managed a lot of events myself and then this like last workshop last weekend was collaborating with a new person in a way I haven't even collaborated before adding acupuncture into the mix. So I'm like I'm already mm-hmm. managing extra things the first time we're finding our flow together and like it was seamless and beautiful the, for the people experiencing it. But just there was things that I was like, cool, this all these things could be refined along the way. Yeah. And it was a lot more for me to hold. Yeah.
1: Yes. Um, I think that's an interesting point as well around collaborate, collaborating mm -hmm. versus like, um, facilitating on your own. Um, Mm. it's really different, I would Mm. say. Um, and they both have like excellent pros and cons, (laughs) um, in that when you're collaborating with someone, you have that kind of hold if like obviously the collaboration is the right one um you hope to have the the holding of space together and there's just a little bit more breathing room I would say to Mm. kind of just like you know for someone else to step in or you know someone else to answer a question or you know go through like where's the bathroom or you know these little things um and even just like the whole admin side of things as well mm. it just kind of allows for that to maybe be shared as well but in yeah. that you also then have two creative perspectives you also might have like more that you're trying to fit into an event so um being mindful of how long your event is is like mm. crucial and I think we've learned that along the way um you probably need more time than you think (laughs) Um, when you have two people offering not different things, but, like, I guess trying to offer their bits. Yeah, yeah. and then but when you're also facilitating on your own, it can be a lot to handle and you often need to, like, wrangle in loved ones like partners and, um, you know, Mum's, dad's friends to just like hold you um Mm. in the setup or um in the pack down that kind of stuff so at the end of the day you're never really doing it alone because you need to kind of wrangle people but Mm. there is there is a sense of maybe needing to be held a little bit along the way at least that's my experience
0: I know in the day retreat, I had an assistant teacher because I was like, there's no way I can run, hold Mm. everything. I was like, impossible. (laughs) So I was like, and so then you figure out what the um, exchange is for that, for yourself with that person on a way that feels good, be it a free something or a free participation in the event or maybe you pay them a fee or blah, 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 blah. But I think, um, yeah, just knowing when you need that assistant. that's a really good point. Yeah. And I also wanted to say about collaboration, you learn when you collaborate, how you collaborate better. For me, I've learned, me and Aggie, we collaborate really well evenly together. We've learned that for ourselves. Mm. But with other people, I have found that I prefer to be the leader, the host, and I just hire someone. Even if I'm okay. co-collaborating with them, I just hire them as my guest. And like, because I've tried to do it at other times and different people have different ideas of marketing, of selling, of admin, of, um, and I think you've got to be really specific about task. Um, uh breakup of tasks, division of roles and the specificities yeah. around that. And if someone works differently to you, that can get very create a lot of friction and just there's a lot more to manage, I find, when I collaborate. Yeah. It's more work, but it's like I do that more work because I want to create the result, you know? Um, yeah. So I've learned I prefer to collaborate. If I um do collaborate, now I I still host the event and I invite a collaborator in unless it's someone yeah. i've worked with before that i know i really can um
1: gel with well like yeah me. and like rely and rely, rely on. on rely on yeah. yeah yeah it's kind of like group work or a group assignment <laughs> group project <laughs> totally you know like um there's always going to be that feeling of like oh, i've done so much or like that it can feel like that if it's not yeah. the right collaboration yeah um, but I'd yeah i would before. i would echo that I think we do really well in yeah. splitting things. Um, and it's because
0: we're clear on our expectations. We're like, in our delivery yes. <laughs> and delivery, we really like not the shit out. <laughs> yeah,
1: As um, you can tell, we like to chat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think whenever I go to anything, even a class, like a drop in class, good facilitation comes from someone like holding the space, entering the room, and then just like a really clean start and a really clean finish so that people know, oh, it's begun. And then people know, oh, it, like it's begun. I need to be present. I'm here now. And oh it's ended. Now I can kind of dissolve and disappear and leave. Um and I've been to lots of events where that is blurry and that just like sets this the kind of vibe for the whole event. Um mm. so I think that's something I really want to say like if you can just master that like that's amazing already. You're already doing better than like a lot of people. Yeah. And then Also like at the start, just getting the housekeeping nitty gritty right out the door, off the bat, straight away. Toilet, breaks, permissions, waivers, like just like what they're allowed to do, what they're if there's something they're not allowed to do, like making it really, really clear. Can I leave? Can I not leave? Can I get tea? Can I not get tea? Where's the water? Where's the toilet? Like what's going to happen? Are we going to end on time? Your time management is finishing on time is really important. Um, mm. So just like all those little like specific practical things, just like yeah, that's my first. I agree. And I think they're so important.
1: Yeah. And I think we kind of touched on this a little bit in, I think it was our first ever episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> Which one? Called Hold, holding Space. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And we kind of really nutted out the kind of essentials Mm. of that as well um so Mm. if this is like really interesting to you you can kind of circle back to that one um but yeah I think like yeah those kind of bookends and just these kind it is the container right like Mm. it is the 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 thing that holds you just having these little signs of okay we've started okay we've ended um and yeah sometimes if that doesn't happen the energy can be so leaky Yeah. um and it can really interrupt the flow of the rest of the time you have together mm. um what else did I want to say something was coming to me and it's dissipate it's disappeared um While you think on that, I also think one more thing that just
0: happens before the event is like when someone books their ticket, just like whatever's in the notes, maybe all the information's there or maybe not, but maybe it just tells them when they're going to get more information. So like when I, when someone makes a purchase for said offering, it says in there the specifics and then it says you will be emailed two days before with all the info you need for the day and the waivers and uh, so it's like already prompting them, you're going to get this. And and two days before, 48 hours before, they get a big email with everything they need to know for the day, what to bring, where to be, what to happen, who to call, what to fill out, like da 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 just so then they have everything they need so they can arrive feeling like ready to be there. Um, Because if you don't get that, I think we went to an event (laughs) together where we didn't get that and it came like three hours before the event in the morning and I was like, what the fuck's happening? I'm already out. I'm going from something to something
1: and I just like I remember that actually (laughs) like I hadn't that didn't
0: feel very good on the receiving end yeah
1: yeah yeah it creates like panic unnecessarily
0: Mm. um so you're already holding
1: them just like little things like I know I always pretty much drive everywhere so I like to know where parking is gonna be or if there's not like how do i navigate that just like really holding people's hands around things like that is really key mm-hmm. um just changing gears a little bit yeah. i think something we spoke about beforehand was around this idea of and this kind of comes back to the the idea of intention um, of what you want the event to be. So there's no right or wrong. Mm. Um, but whether you want there to be a sense of community, uh, cultivated in your event, or if you want it to be like an internal journey. Um, so these are kind of questions that you can ask yourself if you're like preparing an event or something like that. Um, but you know, what is it that you are trying to cultivate? Is it, you know, people connecting and like sharing and getting to know them like others in the room? Or is it really just about this personal journey that you're trying to cultivate? And then also, what are the things that you can do so that it feels more intimate for that person? Um, Yeah, I just think that's like a really important question to ask yourself, because then as you walk in at, to the room as a facilitator you know that that is your intention for the time Mm -hmm. yeah that simple thing would change everything it would
0: change how you greet everyone how you get them interacting how you get them setting up like oh my
1: goodness yeah everything yeah that's a really interesting point actually the setup of the room Mm -hmm. as well like I mean sometimes it's limited if you're like um you know in a set studio that might have things facing a certain way already um or there's requirements for the event but sometimes you can change things up so you might be able to like do a circle or a semicircle or um maybe not even use mats and just kind of put seating out or whatever it is and just like thinking about that as well sometimes Mm. you don't have the luxury of being able to be in the space beforehand and Mm -hmm. kind of thinking about that, but maybe you have a vision and then in that bump in, it might have to change a little bit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's really key as well. I think the setup, I don't know, for me, like setting, setting up a room is just like, it really sets up my energy for the space and time that I'm going to have with these people. Yeah. and I think for me that's really important too and
0: so when that's rushed it really impacts me because I'm like that's part of my process that's like the ritual mm. you know the symbol is the sig it signifies you know everything and like when everything's in place and I'm like cool I can just take a breath and then I feel like everything is taken care of so I can now take care of people you know yeah I can be there people because if that's not done and I'm trying to take care of people and the room at the same time it just it feels very draining
1: for me Mm, Uh, for sure of my attention attention in multiple directions it's actually just reminded me of something that um my yoga nidra training teacher said um so whenever she jumps on to you know, host a session or whatever. She she talks about the Yoga Nidra nest. So when we set up for our actual practice of resting, you know, creating that space for ourselves, but she also says that she creates her own nest for herself in terms of like you know making sure she's warm has her tea um has her ambience set up so that's a really like interesting point if you're facilitating online as well Mm -hmm. like make sure that your space is set up in a way that feels a hundred percent comfortable to you Mm -hmm. um so that you're not having to like wriggle around or like change it up too much and kind of just be in the presence of the space yeah. um yeah Beautiful. um I think also just like just a little bit more on that online stuff um certain times that I've done it like internet drops out and like the mic Sound might issues, not be working yeah. <laughs> um and I think like maybe doing a little test beforehand can be really good um but also just saying to people if I drop out like I'll be back like just kind of almost saying that to start off with like I'm not disappearing I'm just probably have some technical difficulties so little things like that especially if you're in like a rest mode it can be alarming (laughs) if you you're left alone (laughs) 100 percent um I think
0: I want to speak to our our own energy management. When we're holding, guiding a workshop, you know, we're co-regulating with the people in the room and vice versa. So there's that happening. But I think making sure, I think as well, it comes from practice. Like the more we hold space and facilitate, the better we get at doing these things, definitely. And like a lot of it is like a rite of passage of like the the fears that come up prior the come down that comes up after Mm. and the recovery from the stories and then also like managing energy in a room but I think it's really important to um clear and empty and allow time for ourselves before and after the event to know our own energy and know what we need and give that to ourselves like Mm. for example like um If I I know a teacher who, when she runs retreats, she knows she needs a lot of time to come down after. So she needs to make sure that the retreat makes enough money for her to have a few days off before the retreat to get prepared, run the retreat, make enough money, and then also make enough money so she can take like five days off work after the retreat, you know, or three days or four days. But it's like, how much time do you need? to recover on the other end so that we're not just mm. like rolling into the next thing and maybe disembodying everything we just taught people.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. And,
0: like, I also think there's something to be said about also just having a clearing out and an emptying out practice or rituals that you use for yourself after, um, during and before.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, it kind of made me think a little bit about as well – Um, sorry, let me just find my words. Um, Mm. when you do something new as well, so for the first time, which often these workshops or one off things are a new thing, even Mm. if like they're an embodied practice that you do, there are new people in the room that you haven't met before, or um, you know, you haven't really run this thing before in the same way, um, there are little tweaks etc and it just feels harder when it's the first time I find um and it just made me think of like so my Monday class that I teach um in Campbelltown uh the first time I did it it just was like not great and like it was because it was a the first time I had held space for those people in that room and there was a sense of fear from my end as well And then now it just feels so natural um, to show up there on a Monday. But it's also because it's become routine for me and Mm. I know the people and there's a sense of that. So I think there is like a bit of credit to be given um, for doing these one off things because it can be really hard to connect with people just in three hours um, and show up in that way um so strongly um I don't know that's just something I thought of in that moment um and I think maybe the more you do it the better you get at it as well but like it might not always be the same thing and so there is a kind of chopping and changing of things and it might not always be the same people either so Mm -hmm. yeah just a little bit of credit is due I think. I do find (laughs) as well sometimes you go to those things and
0: it's like I have to remind myself I'm there to to like facilitate the event and not have it like connect myself because yes if I then want to connect myself they have time like often I give people time in the event to connect with each other but I'm facilitating that connection for them so mm. I'm not then you know and I just sometimes I think on those one-off events it's not regular students that I see every week that I have a relationship with and a connection with and chats with over time and months and weeks and years it's like there's people I've maybe never met before there and then I'm never going to meet again. And there's a part of me that wants to connect with them, but I'm also like, that's not, that's not what they're here for.
1: I don't know what they're there
0: for, but that's not what I'm here to offer them. Yes.
1: I'm not here to offer like that friendship or, um, but I'm here to, for them to maybe meet. Have that with others. Yeah. 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 Um, So, yeah, it's interesting, just these, these things, um, just something around like energy clearing, um, as well. I think for me personally, the pack down is really important as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know within my own space, I usually (laughs) don't pack down the same day, Mm -hmm. um, I like to just leave it and then I'll go to bed or, you know, do other things like have a shower and things like that. Um, but, for example, if I'm packing down just from a regular class at my Monday stuff, it's, it's a really good process for me mm-hmm. to, like, close the energy that I've just given and then I get to walk out. And then the other thing I do, which I was telling a friend the other day, is I play this song by Beautiful Chorus mm. um, and it's called Any Energy, which I'll try and yeah. find the link. But it's like basically it's like any energy I do not need can leave. <laughs> um, and I just play that over and over for like 10 minutes and maybe sometimes I sing along. Yeah, And I just find yeah. it's like a good little mind shift i was like okay this has ended anything that wasn't mine can now leave my body (laughs) that's really nice i think as well for me the
0: first thing i have to do is wash my hands once everyone is gone once everything's packed up i have to just like wash my hands and exhale like and then (laughs) and then if i've collaborated i need to debrief with that person and just like talk it all out like wind down together and then mm. I, and then I feel myself slowly start to slow down and then I crash. And then it's usually like, shit, I need to, f- I have food. I need to hydrate. Yes. We can kind of forget about our own needs while we're facilitating. I need to have a bath. I need to sing mantra. And then I need to have a rest and a nap. Like it takes yeah. a lot. Um, So yeah. I just know for myself all of that. And I think if you don't allow time for that for yourself, you're still holding on to it a bit. Mm-hmm. And it's, Yeah it can yeah. then feel like you're still a bit buzzy from everything.
1: Yeah. Um this is also yeah. speaking
0: as projectors as well. So that's kind of how my energy and your energy work. For sure.
1: Um yeah we don't we don't gain energy from these things. No. <laughs> yeah whereas a
0: friend I um, worked with she's a generator and she's like oh my god I couldn't have just gone home after this because she then had uh-huh. the dinner with a friend. Yeah. I was like uh-uh. oh my gosh <laughs> no way.
1: Yeah. Um, um, I I also had written down just like a little point around. Um, I think we we touched on this around the planning part, but mm. also allowing the plan to change. Yes. Um. Once you're in the room, so mm-hmm. I mean, and I guess to that point, um, where you don't know the people all the time that are going to show yeah. up and just like what their bodies are doing, um, where their intentions are at, what their mindset is. And it really depends what you're offering, but just reading the room is so crucial to kind of shift and change the direction you might take what you have planned. So the plan Mm. is good, but then it's also really nice to then be like, Oh, actually let's do this instead just to kind of shake up the energy or, um, to whatever it is, if you read that, people are just like a bit like, oh, we're fading.
0: Yeah. Give
1: them, give them something to like shake it up, or if they're like, I don't know. Um. Yeah. You know, needing a, needing a break. A bit, like, like yeah, Okay. All
0: let's, those things. let's
1: break now. You
0: know. And I've even been to events before where someone, right, so brave, so courageous of her that I I went as a participant as well, and she was another participant. And there was no like, um. I think connection wasn't the intention for the facilitator. So there was no sharing of names and who we were in the room, but for some, for her, that was something really important. So she's like, I actually feel really anxious, not knowing who's in the room with me. Can we all introduce ourselves? And I was like, God, that's so brave, but some people need that. So reading that and then being like, fuck off this 10 minutes of the plan. Let's take 10 minutes to do this and connect and like, all be here. So we all know who we are and ease some anxieties that you might've been feeling in the room,
1: you know? Yeah. that sort of stuff. And, and just like people need different
0: things. Exactly. And I think like your plan needs to evolve within the time you have prescribed. So if something needs to go so that you finish on time, it's got to go. You know, yeah. if something takes yeah. longer, you kind of mold it to um, fit as you go. There's a lot of that happening as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah,
1: for sure. And I think with holding that time management, it's not only doing a justice for your, for the people who have showed up, but for yourself, Mm. like, you know, um, you're being paid for a certain amount of hours. You're also like maybe invested in a space and et cetera, et cetera. So there's this, you know, knowing your value in that as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's really important.
0: I think the final kind of piece I want to touch on is what happens after the event, like the come down, the vulnerability hangover, the, um, yeah, what comes up for us when we've stretched our comfort zone or pushed to a new edge. And um, I love the phrase that anytime we kind of try something new or it feels a bit edgy or like, you know, and edges, I think, are sharp and pointy. So it's like not totally comfortable. It's um like new levels, new devils you know we we move into it for our own growth our own evolution as we step out of our comfort zone there's always going to be new devils there that come up in the mind with stories and like low self-worth stories fear stories shame stories like and um i have found that over time i've gotten a lot better at managing those just by going through the process and doing it and when i've collaborated with people that are newer to that that has come up stronger for them and it's reminded me oh and um it is kind of a rite of passage that learning how to hold that for yourself and manage that for yourself and give it less those stories, less power, or be able to overcome them quicker, um, is just part of the process. But I think then anytime I always have to remind myself at the end of the day, that if I want to grow and evolve, that requires me to stretch my comfort zone, to poke myself into new edges, to reach, to check in with those new devils when I meet those new levels. So, um, But there is always that vulnerability hangover of showing ourselves, sharing ourselves. And then we're like, (gasps) I just yeah," And like what comes up for me after that, which is a bit different for everyone. Also the same for everyone. We
1: have all gone through it. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I really, really relate to that. Um, And I also want to say like, you don't, if you're like a yoga teacher or, you don't always have to do events. Like it's not something that you have to do. Um yes. if you've got your timetable, you can just do that. Um but yeah, if private clients, you can just yeah. do that, you know. Yeah. But like it's when that desire strikes, um, where you're like, Okay, let's do this. Um and mm. I find if you don't create from that the the hangover can be really big. Um mm. because for me, like, there have been a few times where I've done a few things where I'm like, oh, that just felt like I gave too much of myself. Yes. And it's not so much from a vulnerable place but of a, oh, I didn't respect that boundary that I had for myself mm. Um, rather than, like, oh, I showed too much of myself. It's more just a, oh, I gave too much of myself, which for me is an issue, like, that I have mm. where I – I give too much and then it's like, oh, okay, I need to take some of that back now. Um, So I find that it's not so much that I have an issue with being vulnerable but more that I'm like I want everyone to feel so good that it comes at the expense of my own energy. Um, And so just a fine line there. Of course you want everyone to feel amazing after what you've just offered but you also – Want to, to <laughs> right. want to feel amazing like oh accomplished and yeah. like oh I feel so good like I really delivered what I wanted out of that um like you didn't over like you were well
0: resourced enough you didn't over give on re- from resources that weren't available you know the, yes yeah. yeah you got kind the recognition the- you know all of these sorts of things
1: yeah yeah and oh recognition that's a whole mm. episode in itself but, um yeah, so, yeah I definitely... and I think
0: I like that that's the thing that comes up for you and for every one of us there's something and they're like for yeah but I just know that someone's always we're always managing some sort of something after yeah, yeah. for sure and you just get better and, at managing it
1: and yeah. I think like I mean I've not run like a retreat or anything like that but I also don't have the desire to do that right now. Um But if I was to do that, that would probably be quite a big shift for me because I haven't done anything that's over a few days Um, and I'm sure I would learn a lot and there would be new stories that would come up and new challenges and things like that. So, yeah, it's every time you do something new, you kind of question yourself of like is for me it's like is this enough Mm. (laughs) if it had like for me that's my story yeah is this enough am I giving enough um which has often been the the thing that I'm like oh okay I need to remind myself that less is more um I need to remind myself that the simplicity of the message is gonna really resonate and it usually does (laughs) for me it's Um, about like the value of what and the worth of
0: what I have to share like it's around like yeah me not placing enough value on the worth in the worth of what I am sharing yeah and
1: mm-hmm. just kind of which I think that. is kind of like a similar yeah story of like
0: is yeah. this
1: enough therefore I'm like not putting enough value on what I'm sharing yeah um <laughs> yeah it's
0: uh yeah
1: and in and that also regard, I think
0: yeah and then it's like anyway. We're not
1: I'm not going to go there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in that regard I always end up giving a little bit too much, but I'm I'm definitely getting better at that and just knowing mm. where to kind of pump the brakes would just be like, you know, like these are some things that you might want to look into, but like mm. not trying to solve the issue for someone in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if me, that's it, not yeah. what you're trying to do. <laughs>
0: I just have to for me it's self belief like what I know is important and you know like really recognizing that what I know is really valuable and trusting that when I offer it and sometimes I devalue what it is that I'm offering from a place of like mm. it's and it's almost building that trust and that belief in the the worth of who I am and yeah it's, the, how what I'm offering is so potent and valuable. but I just need to see that a bit more, I think.
1: yeah, and I mean, I'll just go back to that first point that i I start I think when you create from desire and just when that idea drops in from a place of like divinity, as you were saying, it's just so much easier to trust it. Yeah. It's just so much easier to be like, well, this is what I've been given. So I and know you can that separate it them from the face. yeah you yeah can there's it just yourself. like this is what i've been told to do in a way <laughs> without being and it, like
0: and it doesn't always mean it's going to succeed. sometimes like the success of it is what it teaches you or what it does like or it's a compounding mm. effect like, the retreat i launched at the end of last year came from a desire but it didn't sell but like yeah God, I learned so much from it. And it's like, it's a compounding effect of people then being like, oh, she's offering retreats. She offers retreats, you know? And like, it got me through the process of figuring out all the logistics of how to run a retreat. I didn't actually do it, but like, I had to do all the logistics to get there, you know? So um, there was so much I learned.
1: I think think the success was
0: a lot of different things beyond just selling it.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really interesting point around something that we might be able to talk about in another episode as well just this mm. idea of like all the failures that have taught us something in our mm. business mm. um because I've definitely had a fair few things that I've launched and like it was crickets or crickets and- <laughs> <laughs> you know and just like it's just the reality of things sometimes and um yeah I just think there's so much to be said about what you learn along the way and like how much you trust yourself and how much that then you can quite easily like go down on yourself and just be like, uh, I'm worthless. Mm. But also you could go the other way and be like, I'm really proud of myself for putting myself out there yeah. and just learning. learning. Exactly. So
0: yeah. powerful. All right, folks. Thank right. you so much we hope you that was juicy got, yeah took something <laughs> away um so you can be um we can all become amazing facilitators <laughs> um <laughs> if you want to reach out to us we have an email it's the drop in p at gmail.com and yeah. you can and we can you on my website tanyav.com and aggie yeah
1: yeah, um, AgathaCarmen.com. I don't know if the term will have already started, but if you're in Western Sydney area, um, I have a new term starting on the 12th of July. So that's a 10-week, um, you know, container of uh, gentle yoga and yin yoga. Um, and I also have my Monday monthly classes, which are yin and restorative Um, but yeah you can find all that on my website so that's me yeah um share the episode if you got something out of it like it rate
0: it review it and um i have nothing more to share yeah Yeah.
1: we'll be back in two more weeks (laughs) thanks guys thank you